everyone welcome back to another episode of the retro gamers podcast episode number 294 larry here and anthony here and what's going on sir how are you uh, i'm doing okay i'm having a uh, i'm having a mellow day a mellow it's a, <laughs> that it's was a, me last week mellow, yeah the, this week is me it's it's my radio voice day <laughs> what are you what, what are you drinking sanka i wish <laughs> yeah I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a <laughs> marijuana infused. Maybe. Oh, what? Something, um, something, to, uh, something to chill to chill I, things out. But I know, I know you, and I don't think that's true. Welcome so, to the Retro Gamers Podcast. Oh my we, god! <laughs> totally just, do an ASMR episode. What are you kidding a, me? No, I don't want to freak people out. <laughs> I'm right, just to scare everybody. Super fast. If no one hasn't seen it yet. With the new episodes of Beavis and Butthead, go look up the one when they're watching the girl do the ASMR video. It's the funniest Beavis and Butthead like interlude thing that they used to do. Oh, I didn't, I didn't and... realize they, I didn't realize the new episodes came out. Oh yeah, no, no, they're back. They're on Paramount Plus, and oh, now they awesome. do, they do some music videos, mm-hmm. but they'll also do like TikTok videos now oh. and stuff like that. And one That's of them was cool. a- ASMR, and just like Beavis and uh, Butthead's like, I don't, I can talk like this forever. Hey, baby, I can talk even lower. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> Actually, the new episodes have been very good. That's awesome. Um, so, um, and I have, n- I don't think I've ever owned a Beavis and Butthead video game. Uh, I played, I want to, I don't, I don't. Did you have re- one for Genesis? Didn't you have it for Genesis? No, no, no. Um, I might've had the Genesis one, but I played through the first Beavis and Butthead game that they, that came out on the PC. Oh, okay. and I don't remember the name of it. It might have just been Beavis and Butthead. Probably just but Beavis I can, and Butthead. Yeah. I can swear, like, because I want to say it was Beavis and Butthead do America, but that was the movie, right? That was the movie, yeah. Yeah. So I played the Beavis and Butthead game um, on the PC, and I just remember how much fun it was. Like, I remember, like, there was a there was a part where you were trying to escape the school, and you wound up on the school rooftop, and you were dropping something on the principal uh, <laughs> at the bottom. And I don't remember. I don't. I don't think it was just water balloons. I think it was Probably something not. Else. So, <laughs> But it was actually a lot of it was actually a lot of fun, and I enjoyed the game. And it was kind of like playing through. It was similar to like the South Park games I talk about, where it's like you're playing through you're playing through a very long episode of the show. I was just literally I was just thinking how good. I mean, who knew South Park would lend itself to two amazing role playing games? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Beavis and Butt as a role playing game? But like the whole idea is you never level up. Yes, <laughs> or you just you level down. Yeah. <laughs> Even better, yes. You just go backwards. Oh, uh, Mike Judge, listen to us. <laughs> yeah, I hope he is. But um, yeah, and we're getting a new South Park game, which is great. So. Yes, very cool. No news on it, but there is going to be a new game. Which is I wonder. Cool. I, yeah, I was like, they, they announced it, but I wonder how far along they are. I have a feeling they may have already been developing it for a while. Probably, if they announced it like that, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's. I'm sure it's early, like early, but yeah, they're definitely on the move. Yeah, uh, and so. now I want a Beavis and Butthead game. Um, and I regret, uh, not ordering the, uh, Bill and Ted game. Yeah, I have a, I have a little, um, I have a real, uh, I have, is there such a thing as like not buyer's remorse? <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I've never felt it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, no, there's, there's buyer's remorse when you buy something that and I have regret it. Yes. In I know. Groves. Well, yeah, it's behind you. Um, but <laughs> how uh, dare you, this but... is a, this is an investment to my future. <laughs> yeah. Obsession. Uh, but, uh, by Calvin Klein. But um, but uh, yeah, I think they I think they need to like invent something like a not buyer's remorse because like I ha- I definitely have it on that on that game like I sh- I know how terrible the game is but I still feel like I should have gotten it for my collection. Oh well, 
maybe next time. But let me let me tell you this. Um, speaking of which, and I'm just gonna just real fast. Um, not not as much on the game side of things, mm-hmm. but I gotta tell you, um, I might be experiencing situations where I might not buyer's remorse, but conversion remorse. Uh, um, please, please for, for movies. Please, thank you. Yep. I was going to say, please explain that very quickly because conversion yeah. can mean a lot of things. What? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, what, is there something you want to tell me? Um, <laughs> no, this is just old pizza. But um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, I um, some now I don't know if it's a situation where I've completely forgot that I didn't buy it, but I could have sworn there were a couple of movies I tried watching this week on digital. Mm-hmm. That I could not find on any platform as far as uh, either purchasing it or even it being available. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm starting to get a little worried on that. Now again, it's possible I just maybe never never bought the movie and I thought I did, mm-hmm. but I'm a little concerned. Well, you know, you know how I always told you that they have that little thing in the terms and conditions that like when the when basically when the distributor loses the rights to it you lose the rights to it as well and on the rare occasions where that happens you do not own the movie anymore but like again not even that which i understand Mm -hmm. um but like it was again like movies that i that i can purchase digitally that just aren't even in my collection now now granted uh, I was on a Kevin Smith kick actually uh, this week. I don't know why, but I was. Actually, I started. Actually, I started watching again the podcast that got me into podcasting, Hollywood Babylon. Um, they put up some old episodes, um, oh, nice. and uh, yes, that was the same episode where I got yelled at by the host um, <laughs> that made me stop listening to Hollywood Babylon for a very long time. Wait, were you at the? No, episode? no, oh. no. I. Uh, long story short, I I tweeted something out. Uh, I don't want to get oh, into it that's here. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, and, that's right. You, you know, your, your Twitter wars are epic. No, I, I tried to be as diplomatic as possible. To be no, fair, I know, but you, I think I think you've gotten into more fights with like oh, 100%. pseudo celebrities than anyone else. And I that's know. also in person as well. You follow me to a comic con. Forget about it. Will Wheaton go to hell? But um, uh, you know, you so Will Wheaton alone. <laughs> so I, you know, I stopped listening to the show a because it was going in a direction I wasn't crazy about, and b I'm like I got yelled at. I don't need to deal with this. Right. So time has passed. So I'm like, all right, let me give it a shot again. And things have also moved on. And I'm like, all right, I think we're back to where we are. So I'm like, let me watch some movies. And like, I tried, I tried finding Red State, and I tried finding Yoga Hosers, and I'm like. I could have sworn I purchased these digitally, or at least converted them, uh, and then nowhere to be found. So now I'm, now I'm getting a little worried. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so now because... you're going to start buying DVDs again, aren't you? I didn't. I, I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. But because I, I subscribe to almost all the streaming platforms, but um, I don't know. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried, but we'll see. We'll see as time goes well, on. Please remember this as you continue your debate over whether or not you're going to start selling your video game collection back. Because <laughs> what what happened with the with the movies you think you purchased that you don't have anymore can very easily happen with games as well. See, I don't think that's the case with games, honestly, because if I unplug my Xbox 360 from the internet mm-hmm. completely, not counting games like PUBG that you have to be connected to the internet on to play, of course. but any standalone games will yep. still play. You know right, what I mean? That's it. Right, but the second the second you ever hook it back up to the internet, you're running. But technically, I wouldn't have to at that point. Yeah. If if it, if push came to shove, yes. 
And look, perfect examples are the Simpsons game and and the the X Men game. You know, I can yep. still play those. So yes. I can play but, the X Men game too. You can in a very cool fashion as well. Mm-hmm. You and your guests have been playing that. <laughs> yeah, but my cats really need to pose bumps. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we got some, we're going to get into it here. We got some birthdays uh, this week. Yep. Yeah, and normally our retro birthday segments are kind of short, uh, uh, but um, I thought there were enough notable ones that maybe we can um, do like a whole segment on them. Oh, I think And so. more of a casual segment, not a retro spotlight type of thing, really mm-hmm. just to, talking about like our own experiences with the games. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, and they're going to be out of order this time because there's really, I think, there are two big heavy hitters, so I thought we would kind of sandwich the two. And then- okay. Um, for those of you who, you know, are new to listening to us or watching us, normally we keep our retro birthdays to the, um, increments of every five years. So we'll do like a, you know, we'll do a 15, 20, 25 type of thing. We don't go to the other years because if we did, we'd be talking about games the entire every episode. year, every week, <laughs> yes. every week it would be like, that all right, too. here, here are 30. Like, remember, do you remember way back when, when we first started doing this, like mm-hmm. the, the, the show regularly we would do a retro birthday segment and it would be me listing like 30 games oh yeah yeah it was like, it we was a retro weird birthday for all of these things and it would it would just turn out being a long list um <laughs> so uh, we had to cut it down so now we have a long list of you know uh sectioned out games of every five years <laughs> yeah basically so and, and we and we do cut that down to kind of the more notable we iconic do. ones we do. so um so again so um i'm gonna start off with Mm-hmm. Um, the 25th retro birthday okay. um, game on the PlayStation 1 um, we have uh, I have talked about this game ad nauseum uh, it definitely if it didn't start my obsession with um, RPGs it definitely reinvigorated it after the beauty that was Shining Force uh, okay. I'm talking about the ever iconic Final Fantasy 7 oh wow turning 25 wow okay yeah. Yeah, and That's a and, big one. and um, Square Enix has been doing some stuff uh, for the 25th anniversary. I mm-hmm. think they just released um, actually uh, there was a clothing line that they released. Oh, I think um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So they they had released a clothing line and it had sold out, and now I think they um, um, they've um, re-released it. So it's coming back out in September. And I'm just sorry. I'm looking at it. No, that's okay. Final Fantasy VII. I mean, let's. I mean, that was probably the the, in my opinion, the first game in the series and the series up till then and beyond. But up until seven has been a home run. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I feel seven really brought it to the to the North American uh, audience. Yes. Um. Because everyone talks about seven and everything that came from seven. Uh. Not even just the remake, but. You know, a lot of people prefer the original version over the remake, which, hey, look, we're all four, right? Yep. And um, for a game that I've never gone through, I own it. I definitely owned it, uh, but I never never got through it. You know, Final Fantasy VII definitely lent itself to some amazing moments, as well as one of the first games that really pulled on your heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wasn't the only person who when we, you got you worked your way all the way to the end of the first disc, right, of this three disc game, and uh, all, and then all of a sudden, probably the first time I've ever experienced this in a in a uh, in an RPG game where they actually took one of the main members of your own party and killed them, not <laughs> yeah. not 
not took them away temporarily so you can mm -hmm. get them back later. No, killed them. So all the time that you spent using them during battles and leveling them up, wasted. <laughs> Just like life. Yes. Um, no, Completely it really taught you a lesson. Wasted. Yeah, it taught you a lesson. Don't level up certain people. Um, <laughs> no, but really, like, they really, like, it was such a... No, uh, yeah. It yep. was such a strong, like, emotion. Like, like the emotional impact of that and, like reverberated across all other gaming industry and this is when the internet was incredibly young mm -hmm. so it was really like more about talking about it with your friends talking about it in school anybody who was playing it um you know uh chat rooms way back when <laughs> in chat rooms if you went to video game chat rooms yeah you know on, on that uh that dial-up modem of yours <laughs> AOL. What was before Prodigy? That's what I was trying to think of. Pro Prodigy. Oh, Prodigy. I remember. Yeah, yeah I, had, I, had Pro I, I had Prodigy. That was the first one I had. Yeah, I and I had AOL, but uh, yeah. So Final Fantasy VII definitely one of the more iconic ones. Obviously, one that got a uh, remake recently, yeah. uh, and only partial remake. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Honestly, there's, th yeah, they're still working on the second part of it, um, which is really cool. But um, you know, for the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary, Square Enix had come out back in June, I think, to talk about like everything they were going to do for it. Um, and there was like a long list. I'm just going to run through that list really okay. quickly. Um, they had announced Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, um, which uh, is a um, uh, a new game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be coming uh, in the winter uh, on the PS5, which is cool. Uh, then Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Sure. So here we go with the names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here we go. It's like well, Crisis Core was a Final Fantasy game that came out, so now they were doing a gotcha. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Um, so, uh, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. It's a full, re uh, the new game is a full remaster of the PSP original. My bad. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah, one. So okay, that, yeah. that was a PSP game. They, they remade, yeah. um, Final Fantasy seven remake integrate, which was a side story that they were mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. with Yuffie. Yep. One of the characters from Final Fantasy seven, they released, they announced that that was coming to steam. Oh, okay. And I think it's also now available on the PlayStation plus. Uh, it is. You can actually yeah. play 7 on the PlayStation yep. Plus. Um, then they announced uh, Final Fantasy 7, The First Soldier Season 3. Okay. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Ever Crisis, which is a single-player mobile game. Okay. Uh, and then there was some um, product. Gotcha. Uh, there was the Cloud Strife statue. Merchandising, merchandising. Merchandising. There was the. I really, I really, I almost pulled the trigger on this. The digital, <laughs> the digital clock of the Buster. Oh sword. yes, I almost bought that. Yeah, that Buster Sword clock looked amazing. It looked awesome. Yes, uh, I just did not want to spend like two hundred bucks on it. <laughs> on a clock, honestly, yeah, it was a lot of money for a clock, and it's twenty twenty two. I was gonna say. It's Here's not 1987. Clock. We don't yeah, need exactly. expensive clocks. <laughs> um, and then they were also selling Final Fantasy VII Remake Silver Rings, uh, Shinra Rings, which oh. was the evil corporation. Yes. So uh, you were able to get that. So there was like a whole bunch of like stuff that they did to okay. um, to celebrate, which was really cool. Um, but real, uh, but you know, nothing takes the place of how uh, how much impact this game had in the video game industry and video game history. It's definitely one where um, if you are an RPG fan today, it's it's definitely worth going back and playing. I mean, mm -hmm. again, we're talking about PS1. The graphics in to compared to today's standards, definitely not up to par. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of that blocky polygonish kind of yeah. issue. Um, but you know, a 60 it's definitely like a 50 or 60 hour game. Um, oh, yeah. there's so much to do in it. Such a great experience. And again, if that's not your bag, the remake is excellent too. 
it's even though it's only bag. the first part of the story. Um, so yeah, so a very happy 25th retro birthday to Final Fantasy. Very VII. cool. Very a lot cool. of respect for that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ton of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the, the second the second retro birthday that we're going to be talking about today, um, this is one uh, going all the way back to 1987. So we're talking about Ooh. a 30, 35th anniversary here. Oh, uh, a game that uh, a game that uh, maybe not well introduced an entire franchise it's definitely the first game of a franchise that i think everyone is familiar with um definitely brought fighting games to the forefront for like, i believe for the first for the first time um i think i know what you're talking about but what do we got? yeah and, and uh it was an arcade release in japan in 1987 oh. that eventually came to the united states and i'm talking about the very first street fighter game wow yeah 1987 35 years five yeah. Known as Fighting Street on the PC Engine. Oh, that's oh, I forgot that they yep. called it Fighting Street. Yep, because I think yeah. there was an either there was another Street Fighter game, or they didn't want to get confused with the movie. There was a movie yeah. Street Fighter, but um, wow, thirty-five years. All right. Yeah, so Street Fighter, the original one, and to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of experience with this one. Originally, no. It's on. I'm no. pretty sure it's on one of those collections, Street Fighter collections. I think it's on um, a collection. It might be on one of the arcade one ups. I'm not sure. No, I don't think it's on an arcade one up. Is it just? Is it just a Street Fighter two on the one ups? Yeah, yeah, only Street Fighter two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it might be on the Turbo Graphics Mini. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. No. I don't remember, but it's definitely on one of the collections. On like yeah. one of the and yeah, it was very straightforward. Um, you know, the end boss, uh, uh, Saget. And basically, you yep. would just uh, Ken or Ryu, um, and in fact, you know when Street Fighter Two came out. I, so I remember when Street Fighter Two came out. Like everyone's like, "What is Street Fighter One? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Where did this two come from?" But no, that that's how that's how I felt yeah. too. Because I saw Street Fighter Two, and I'm like, "Wait, there was the first one?" Because yeah, exactly. again, I mean, when this one came out, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely was, and it, it wasn't a game that I naturally went to if it was in the arcade I was at. You know, like whenever we would go to arcades, it's like I, think, I, ne- I never went to Street Fighter. I don't think Buddy's had it. <laughs> no, and that was basically the main arcade I went to. It really was. Yep, went to Buddy's um, on Flatbush Avenue. Yes, that Burger King rocked. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was it was Buddy's Burger King and um, what was the little I am the not little gonna... the little amusement park that was there? Oh my god! Um, it wasn't. Kitty I Land. forgot about the amusement park. Well, no, I think wasn't that part of Buddy's? It wasn't that it, Buddy's. It, it, I um, I think so. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was all part of Buddies. And remember the little tiny baby roller coaster that was yeah. there. I used to ride I, that all the time. Yeah, I think I was the only ride I rode with my grandmother. My grandmother died when I was young, but I think it was the only ride I rode with my grandmother, and I got scared on it. Oh, <laughs> folks, I'm telling you, literally, I mean, it was a child's roller coaster. It was a child's roller coaster. It was over in like 15 seconds, and I wanted nothing to do with it. And she and this woman was tough. Like she and and she was just like. Stop the ride. We can't stop the ride, ma'am. Stop the ride. <laughs> Short of her saying, "My grandson is a ch- is a baby." Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was I was five, but still. Well, because, well, because the roller coaster, like, like it was so small that it, like, you would kind of go around like go three, up, four, or five. I know yeah. it was. But you go around like yeah, but you would go yeah. around like three or four times so that it was a longer ride because it was so short. Wait till I tell you this. I'll tell you the story one day when I was on the Wonder Wheel. <laughs> oh no! See, I've never, I never went on the Wonder Wheel. I don't like Ferris wheels. Never have. Ah, folks, if you don't know the Wonder Wheel, go watch Cloverfield. It's featured hey. at the end of the movie. Hey, um, 
so uh, buddies yeah okay so yeah so tree and then tree fighter 2 of course when you started playing tree fighter 2 you know mm-hmm. saget had the um scar. That scar and you always hear like the stories of like you know the stories of where he got it from realizing that actually he got it from the first street fighter game so yeah it was pretty it was interesting lore for a time yeah. before the internet you know what i mean yeah well not even so, uh, yeah lore but like just like well, they were doing it like a continuing story which is but not realizing that and, and i don't mean this in a bad way just not realizing there's a whole nother world on the other side of the literally on the other side of the world like no one knew what was going on in japan really no. you know especially about all this Definitely so not. so it was literally foreign to us um but yeah, so Street Fighter Two. So. Well, excuse me, Street Fighter. Street Fighter uh, Thirty-five years, yeah. awesome. Did you know that um, it was released on the Wii Virtual Console? I did not. Know uh, no, I I, I yeah. did not know that. Two thousand nine. Um, it was on. It was released on the Wii Virtual Console. So you could have actually owned the original Street Fighter that way. I might have seen it. Just I might have just glanced over because they did have arcade version, like full arcade games on the Wii. The only one I have, I think, is nineteen forty two. But um. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, a happy 35th retro birthday to the original Street Fighter. All right. Next one. Also a um, 35th retro Uh, birthday. Okay. Um, Came out, you know, same week in 1987. Uh, This (laughs) is a game near and dear to my heart. uh, And it is a game that uh, Larry still will not admit that is a great game. And one day he needs to go back and finish it because four years ago he made a promise that he would complete it on the show and never have. And we are talking about the 35th retro birthday of Castlevania 2. <laughs> okay, hold on. First of all, that's 35? Yeah. Oh, my God. Castlevania 2 is 35 years old. So, I mean, a terrible game really does last, just linger as as a just on your palate. But... um. You know, I was going to complete the game because I thought it was a good game. I'm not going to complete a game that's a terrible game. Why? We've completed terrible games before. <laughs> uh, that's true. You've completed Breath of the Wild. But um, uh, Castlevania 2 yeah, is By just... the way, Rich is solely in my corner on that now and does not... Uh, and literally, he's asking, what is wrong with you that you don't like Breath of the Wild? <laughs> like, he really thinks that you have a mental deficiency now. I... Don't, well, uh, there's probably a case for that. But... um. I do not need to cook in my video game. I've said it before, and I don't need to worry about my weapon breaking in a video game. Be that as it may, Castlevania 2, though, um, look, it is what it is. It was an interesting, it was a different, you know, take, you know, going from Castlevania 1 to Castlevania 2, totally different style of gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knew that was going to take off? Um, they could have sped the game up a little bit, but um, it's... It's it's a rough go around personally, mm-hmm. but still an iconic game. And I'm just, I mean, look, I knew it was an old game, but I didn't realize it was that old. That one hurts. Yeah. That yeah, one 19, hurts. Yeah, 1987. I was like, okay. I was like, I, I thought it was more. I mean, I still thought it was the 80s, but I thought it was more like 89. Like right. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. 90s. Like a little later on. Um, or no, just, just not hearing the actual yeah. number. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And this you know, is this, also the this is also the Japanese. Okay. Um, the Japanese anniversary. So this is this is the anniversary for it on the Famicom Disk system. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, the very few games, which I actually I do own it. Uh, on I think. Well, no, wait. Do I have the second one? No, I have the first one on the disc system. I think I thought um, only the first one was on the disc system. Yeah. No, this one was actually released on the Famicom. Disk I didn't realize system. that was as yep. well. Okay. So yeah, so Castlevania two, and and you know I know I know um, there's definitely a lot of this game does get a lot of flack, and I and I do agree with some of it because there are elements of the game with that like you can't figure them out without help mm. 
like there are certain things in the game where it's like you like you have to do something at a wall and there's never right and there's never there's never like there's nobody that you talk to in the game that tells you to do that like so there's a lot there's definitely some there there are definitely some elements in the and maybe it's just in the translation that there were issues with it too i heard that in the translation some stuff got lost that's possible that happens all the time but um uh, and then, of course, like the ever revival, then I'll agree with this on this game. Um, when it changes from day to night, the very, very slow text oh, crawl God. that you have to read Terrible. every single time it switches from day to night, I go, that's painful. That is absolutely <laughs> painful. I mean, I have beaten this game. I've beaten this game several times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and uh, by far, worst part of the game. I might, if I can find, because there is a hack out there that speeds the that game speeds up. speeds it up. Mm-hmm. If I if I can come across that, maybe I'll give it another shot. Okay, I think I think you'll enjoy it more when that like like that out that really makes a big difference in the game. It did, it really did. Yeah, because it's like you're you're just in the middle of walking, and then you have to dead stop for like thirty seconds so this thing can yeah. cycle. Yep. Um, but I think if you take that out of it, it's a really good game. It has a little bit more, and to be honest with you, it's got a little bit more. Um, I want to say like a. Like almost like a Zelda two like feel to it. Oh, I can see that. I can yeah, because like see you're, that. Yeah. you're you know it because in this one instead of just doing levels like in Castlevania mm-hmm. one, you're it's a more open world. You're collecting items along the way to prepare for your final battle. Mm-hmm. So it does feel a little bit more like Zelda two. And Zelda two is also you know a controversial game in and of itself for what it was designed. Because I'll be honest with you, I find it funny that I'm not a big fan of Zelda two. I'm mm-hmm. not. I was like, but I do like Castlevania too, um, you know, and they do have some similar elements to them. Um, no, it, it's true. Um, yeah. yeah, no, um, I, I, it's funny you say that. I can see the similarities between Castlevania and Zelda too. The, yeah. you know, the sequels uh, respectively. But all right, thirty-five. Oof. Yeah, okay. so a happy thirty-fifth retro birthday to Castlevania too. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the Japanese release, like I yes. said. Um, okay, last but not least, and I know you've been waiting to talk about this one. Um, big retro birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about a 30th anniversary, and again, a game that, um, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. My opinion created an entire genre of video games. I would say so, I would yeah. absolutely say so, yeah, because I can't think of a single game before this that made an impact in this genre. Um, and there have been a slew of games in the franchise. There have been so many other. Um, there have been so many other um, video games, or so many other video game brands that have taken advantage of this and made their own version of this type of game. Um, and with, you know, and I'm talking about Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Thirty when years the, old this week. Thirty. Uh, well, wow. 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when the game first came out, or no, maybe even before it came out. Maybe reading it in Nintendo Power. And I'm like, because I wasn't big into racing games. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this, I was like, ooh, that's that's interesting. Like, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. And I think it even took me a little while to even, because, you know, it's a Mario game. Everyone's buying a Mario game. So, um, so it was kind of like guaranteed I was going to, you know, hopefully get it for Christmas, right. uh, which I did. Santa brought it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go Santa. Yes, absolutely. Um, but. Like, I didn't think I was going to love it. And I didn't, I remember not being crazy about it at first, but it just grew on me. It's one of the games that grew on me. Um, and then once we started hanging out, um, because obviously we got the games before we knew each other, yep. uh, when we started hanging out and then we discovered, or at least when I discovered the two player 
aspect of it, especially yes. in battle mode. That's where the doors were just blown off mm-hmm. and like, all right, this game is something of a phenomenon. Yeah, uh, it definitely was. And um, just the whole idea of um, uh, not only a racing game, but a racing game that almost felt 3D on yes. the Super Nintendo was also like a big feeling like because you had that view from behind and yep. racing. Um, it's uh, if you go back and play it today, you can definitely see at least the original one. You can definitely see um, how difficult it is to control it now, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Be, because it was a new um, it was a new game. Obviously, everything they kind of did was almost, it almost felt like a trial run to Agreed. what they did in the sequel, because they took everything that was good in this game and they mul- uh, to me, they multiplied it by like a thousand on Mario Kart 64. Oh, like well, Mar- yeah. Mar- Mario Kart 64 is like night and day compared to Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. um which is awesome yep i can agree but, with you on um, that one but um but yeah like super but uh, i just remember playing this game ad nauseum um loved uh the rate just loved uh just loved the bo- love the boards love the concept of it the the idea of throwing um weapons at the other car <laughs> yes, yes. racers just for fun um i remember the question blocks in the ground being janky yeah like, they were a little yeah. bit janky. Um, and again, like I said, the controls were a little messy. So, um, um, but overall, just an awesome game. Very Absolutely much. I loved it. Again, the two-player aspect, whether you're racing against each other or doing the battle mode, um, you know, it really opened it up. And again, like you said, it, 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 it started a genre, basically. Because, I mean, just think of the number of cart games that are out there. And forget about the bad ones, you know, the ones that are just made like Crayola or Scooter Racing, yeah. which is a real game. Um, like the uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Um, Crash Bandicoot got their Nitro Racing going on. Nickelodeon, Garfield himself. So, yeah. like... Almost like what Smash Brothers ended up doing. Because when Super Smash Brothers came out, eventually you got a lot of copycat clones. And the best one right now is the Nickelodeon one, All Star Brawl. Right. Uh, but PlayStation had their own as well. But with this cart genre, and yeah, and you know, Mar- Super Mario Kart Super Nintendo was cool. When Mario Kart 64 came out, and at that point, uh, was I going into college? No, we had that. We played that before college. So right, we were we were still in high school, I think, when that game came out. Uh, I, I feel what, 60, like sixty four. Yeah. No, I was at I was at high school. Then. Well, you were you're a couple years older than me. So yeah. So I was. It I came was out in ninety seven. Yeah, I was gonna say I was in college when um when the in uh, sixty four came out. Yeah. So we got it in ninety seven. Um. So yeah, it was and, our senior on year one for me. Second. Yep. Larry. Yep. I will plug in my headphones again so I can hear you. Okay, even better. <laughs> that <laughs> anyway. always works, right? Hello. Yeah, you Hello. One, two, three. Um, uh, so with Mario Kart 64 coming out, for me, the tail end of high school, but then going into college, yeah. uh, all the Mario Kart races, Mario Kart 64 tournaments. Oh, yeah. And it just took off from there, where at this point we have, I believe, uh, counting... The well, when the Switch came out, folks, if you remember so many years ago, uh, they were just re releasing Switch uh, uh, Wii U games and just oh, yeah. adding the word deluxe to them. So I don't know if we count Mario Kart 8 twice, but if we counted it once, I believe we have 10 Mario Kart games all together. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, again, not counting yeah. eight twice. 
I think, yeah, I, think you're, I, th- I think you're right. I think there were 10. Yeah, basically there was Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is not going to be in order. Mario yeah. Kart 64. I'm going to try and do it in order. Mario Kart Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. great game. Great game. And then we move over to the uh, the DS, Mario Kart DS. Okay. Um, that was one of the first games I remember playing multiplayer, you know, wirelessly. Wirelessly. And up until then, the DS game was probably the best one of all of them, to be honest, in my opinion. Until... And then we got Mario Kart Wii, which then that took over as you one of the skip, best. You skipped over Double Dash. I did. I, did, I told you it probably wasn't going to be in order. So Wii, Double Dash, um, and then uh, Mario Kart 7, Mario yep. Kart 8, the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Everyone knows. Uh, and then Mario Kart Tour. So, yep. and I think when I was talking Wii, I think in my head I was thinking GameCube because I do stand corrected. I correct myself. The GameCube version. Is yes. probably the best version that there is. Yes, and to this day, I can still tell you, I've not played. Which Double I'm Dash. shocked. I've so. never played Double Dash. Unbelievable. Well, because the GameCube at that time, um, at that time, the GameCube, oddly enough, even though it had four controller ports, was kind of a solo, a solo game system. It was. It was. It really was. Like, I played. You know, I played, and I only played a handful of games on it because the PS2 started to take over my life oh it's taken over almost everybody's agree yeah so yeah, like the... I, yeah like to the point where like i never played um, i never played mario sunshine on my gamecube mm-hmm. i never played luigi's mansion like all the all the staples except for yeah. wind waker i played wind waker i didn't even i didn't even play twilight princess <laughs> because i had already moved on to ps2 and xbox mm-hmm. so yeah so that's why like the gamecube is probably my well i would say the second Nintendo, like the second least played Nintendo console that I've had. Okay. Yeah, GameCube, we can talk about it at a different time. GameCube yep. just, just hit at a wrong time, unfortunately. I think so. I think so yeah. Just but, um, but, it, but getting back to Super Mario Kart. Yeah. You know, obviously there's the first one that, you know, that defined the entire genre, which is great. Um, I have a few fun facts to throw at you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go. Yeah. Um, just really, yeah, I just thought for this one, we'll throw some out there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so... Mar- Super Mario Kart was actually originally supposed to be, um, uh, it, obviously, it was supposed to be, uh, the idea was a two-player racing game with the on-screen display. And actually, the character that they used in the prototype for the game was a guy in overalls sitting in the cart. It was <laughs> never originally meant to be Mario Kart. It was just going to, they would That's just weird. develop, they were just developing a kart racing the- game. Why use a sprite that is a guy in overalls? Right. But what happened was they used Mario as a placeholder. Oh, okay. And then they obviously liked Mario. You know, they were like, well, yeah. why don't we just make this a Mario-themed racing <clears throat> card game? So they decided to go along that route, which then led to another cool little fact about it. Because they decided to go along that route, they decided to make it the first non-platforming game for Mario where the villains play along with the heroes that was the other fun part about it in, yeah. a, in a way um you got to play as bowser you got to play as koopa and i think i i think my go-to was koopa it was either koopa or toad i might toad, have interchanged those two to- toad was my go-to i think i interchanged koopa and toad but yeah and, I, and well and you're talking King... about uh, yeah koopa trooper right yeah yeah because like in the original mario kart game um 
the two players had the same mechanics. So like Koopa and Toad played the same way. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, it was a swap. It was like you had a hero and a villain that played the same style. Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. can choose which style you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or at least I think, yeah, for the, for those guys, um, Mario, uh, Super Mario Kart also, uh, was the last game to feature Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. How sad. Yeah, he just—I don't know—they just did not want him to. Uh... Him and Stanley just just disappeared. Yeah, him and Stanley <laughs> just disappeared. I mean, well, I mean, maybe what happened was, um, well, he played smaller. Apparently, he he played smaller roles in later games, including Mario Tennis on the N sixty four. Yeah, but it's not the same. But I guess the I guess the idea is that you know eventually Donkey Kong Junior grew up. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, so he just. Moot, you know, he just uh, kind of went by the wayside. Um, <laughs> we talked about how this started the the cart genre. Um, we got closer to 3D graphics with this. This is a fun one. If you read the Super Mario Kart manual, there are which all I did not. There are all of these fun things that pop out of manuals that I don't remember. <laughs> and I used to read the manuals because I liked them. I, I but, read none of them. So yeah, but apparently in the manual, it the one they give you like pieces of advice on how to play the game and okay. one of the pieces of advice they give you is to cheat basically <laughs> um, they get they get they basically tell you like to win battle mode keep an eye on your opponent's screen so watch what they're doing so you know what to do <laughs> to beat them which we uh, did anyway yes <laughs> um if you remember at the end of the mario kart games when you um when you won yeah right there was like the first, second, third. Mm -hmm. And the first person always had a bottle of champagne. Yes. Um, and the winner would actually drink from the bottle. I think I remember. Mm. Um, do you remember that? No, because I feel because, like... Did we get something different? Because that only existed in Japan. Yes. In Japan, Peach and Bowser chugged the champagne. <laughs> like go peach yeah post race they uh and and peach actually gets a little bit flushed from drinking it does she like yeah they actually go all the way with this oh i, I gotta to play check, that on i gotta check and see if i have the super famicom mario kart i might have it uh because i bought a whole bunch of stuff in japan <laughs> um so there were apparently like more like they, they a prototype version of the game had more drinking hijinks in the game <laughs> Um, people overturning carts yeah so riding but on each obviously other. but in the u.s release they dropped the whole drinking thing so yeah no drinking in that one <laughs> um uh let's see um mario kart let's see the the japanese version had fake sponsorships in it did it really it did oh my gosh yep so it had um uh, they spoofed the real life brands like Marlboro, Mobile, and Goodyear. Of course, Marlboro. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what was the other thing? Um, to, oh, so the thwomp in the game, you know how the mm -hmm, thwomp mm -hmm. drops down? Um, the sound effect for the thwomp when it falls down, they, they gave it a sound effect or it goes like, or whatever it does, it's like, or however it does it. Can you please they, do that again? Uh, or, <laughs> Er. Er. Or, 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 <laughs> uh, so um in order to create that sound effect they basically just slowed down wario's laugh to oh wow thwomp, to make the thwomp sound interesting yep so Very interesting. Uh, huh. yeah so the, just right. uh just a bunch of stuff uh um, yeah, that's cool 
It's uh, the it Mario Kart franchise is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, the the overall the the whole franchise they've sold over a hundred million games. Oh wow! Um, they have six different records in the Guinness World really? Records, including first console kart racing game, longest running kart racing franchise, and best selling racing game. Makes sense. So so yeah so uh, so there's some fun stuff about uh, Mario Kart for awesome. its thirtieth retro birthday. Happy birthday, Super Mario Kart! Awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick moment here and uh, maybe uh, check out some Japanese Mario Kart and uh, grab we'll that back. champagne. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, we are all over. Our footprint is getting bigger and bigger. But let's keep expanding that footprint because they don't know what they say about big footprints means a lot more people can find you. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, we are. I didn't. I didn't realize you were still growing, Larry. I thought you were already an adult. But ten thousand uh, strong and growing. No, that's not it. No, ten, mil- ten, million, ten million strong <laughs> and growing. Oh my God! There's there's a little trivia hit for everybody listening. Like, can you name where that came from? Um, but anyway, it, but in terms of uh, the uh, the uh, retro gamers podcast, if you can name it, this is where you can answer that question. This is where you can answer the question. You can answer it on facebook.com slash retro gamers podcast on instagram at retro gamers podcast on twitter at retro gamers pod you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts or you can watch us on youtube or email us at email at the retro gamers.com and uh, for those of you who listen for those of you who watch please like and subscribe leave us a cool review tell us what you love about the show email us about you want what you want to hear on the show we're always uh we're always up for suggestions we love talking about different con- uh topics and uh we also love talking to you guys as well absolutely and at the same time as well remember we're going to do some we want to interact with you guys and gals out there if you see anything like if you're watching a tv show or a movie and they do like a quick reference to a video game or something record it yeah you know don't put it on youtube but send it to us you know uh so we can check it out uh because it's pretty cool sometimes you see uh, references in the wild and also if you have a really fun collection really cool collection send pictures to us as well we want to see you know what you guys and gals um, you know, the collections you have, you know, some cool maybe memorabilia. So, again, through all the social media, DM, email us, and uh, maybe you'll be featured in a future, future episode. All right, let's get ready to bring this bad boy into port, but I think we got some news to talk about, correct? Uh, we got some news. We don't have a lot of news. Um, and again, not a lot of retro news either. Um, right. So um, I'll throw out the I'll throw out the one bit of retro news that um, <laughs> that I heard this week. We covered the a lot of boosh. news. Well, no, the booze boosh. We covered a lot of news last week. So um, we did, yeah. But um, limited run games, Larry's favorite website in the world. Um, they're cool. Listen, you know, once once they realized what they were doing wrong and they corrected it, we're yeah, all good they, to go. They, they, did, they never so. corrected anything. But anyway, um, so um, Limited Run Games has announced um, that they are releasing a 20th anniversary run of the, correct me if I'm wrong, Game Boy Advance game. Correct. Shantae. Yes. Um, so again, I'm not very familiar with Game Boy Advance games, so this is more in Larry's wheelhouse. But Shantae celebrating its 20, 20th anniversary, they are releasing uh, a game, um, the 20th anniversary version on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I think that might be it. That, it's, or is there a switch? No, there's no switch one. 
they well digitally it's available um on everything and i think limited run did put actually at one point limited run actually re-released the game boy advance version so yeah no no no, they were going back to the thing um this is a great game uh i think a sleeper hit uh i was unaware of it in the beginning um you know it's about this genie or half genie i think she is you know having to Mm -hmm. save her island uh she whips her hair back and forth she whips her hair back and forth before Um, that ever happened that was a thing basically uh and it led to a lot of games i think there's about six or seven games oh wow okay in the like oh no like including much newer games for the newer platforms so yeah and i came into late i came into this game late Mm -hmm. but uh i've been deaf i downloaded i think the first two games digitally on the switch um, and I think I have one on one of the other systems. Uh, great game, very fun platformer. Okay. So, but what is Limited Run putting out? Uh, well, Limited Run. Oh, besides the buy, games that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was gonna say you can buy the game by itself, um, or you can buy a uh, an, a fan bundle or a mega bundle pack. Oh. Uh, and those pack, and you can buy. What's funny is like I don't remember seeing this before in Limited Run. Mm-hmm. You can buy all of the pieces of the bundle packs separately if you just want certain pieces. Which I thought is really cool. Uh, no, that is cool. Don't get me wrong; it's yeah. very cool. I'm, I'm not sure if I've seen that before, only because like if they had done that, I would have bought the Wild Stallion soundtrack from them. <laughs> it's probably the soundtrack that. of the game, though. I don't I'm telling care. you. I don't care. I just wanted something that said Wild Stallion soundtrack. That's all. Um, anyway, um, so parts the pieces of the bundle packs mm-hmm. include um, a Pog set for those of you who remember Pogs. Shantae's back in Pog what? form. You can get a Pog set. You can get um, a collectible card set. A skateboard deck. I have one skateboard deck. Uh, so do I. Yeah, it's it's. Oh no, you. I've, I remember you. Yours is awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, I do have a. I have a beautiful Simpsons skateboard. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually had three. I had two skateboard decks and a skateboard. The skateboard decks have been sold, but the skateboard okay. I still have. I gotta find a place um, to hang up mine. It's a hoverboard. But, um, so uh yeah so you get a collectible card set skateboard deck there is a um shantae and the pirates curse 2 lp vinyl soundtrack if you want yeah, a vinyl. as you do yeah. um there is a 20th anniversary statue of shantae if you saw that statue want to yes. display her um and then on top of that i think that so the, there are two bundles there's a fan bundle and a mega bundle the mega bundle comes with a an, another game for some reason uh, it comes with a, the mega bundle Oh, it's an August 26th mega mega bundle that comes with Shantae, Garden Story, and Phobos oh. Deer. So, so what Limited Run does is whenever they have like pack. their they they're like monthly or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll offer like a, a, a giant pack of all the games yeah. that they're offering at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So the fan bundle comes with the card set, the skateboard deck, the pog set, the the soundtrack, um, and the um Let's see. One random limited run games trading card. Which they uh, all come with, yeah. Yeah. It does not come with the um it does not come with the statue. It comes with an acrylic standee, an enamel pin, a poster, okay, a steel book ah. for the game. Uh a commemorative me- uh a, there's a commemorative metal coin. Okay. Love coins. Um and the fan bundle. Three hundred and eight dollars. So that's an odd number. Yeah, three oh seven ninety nine. Still odd. <laughs> yeah, that's just a that's just okay. a massive. Amount. So yeah. yeah, so if you're a fan of Shantae, 
Um, go check it out on Limited Run Games. They have a whole bundle just waiting for you, or you can just buy the game for thirty-five bucks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, which, which <laughs> is a good way to go. Um, all right, the other bits of news that I have here: um, Resident Evil. Everybody loves Resident Evil. Hmm. They had um, they had a, a series release on Netflix, season one. Will unfortunately be the only season in the series. It I has been just, canceled. I just heard about this this morning. Yeah, yeah the Netflix live action. Canceled. The, the live-action live action Resident Evil series has been canceled on Netflix. R.I.P. after one season. <laughs> I think they still have an animated one that's going. Yeah, there's an animated one, but the live-action one yeah. is not coming back. I didn't even watch a live-action one. I gotta. Me neither. I gotta check see, that well, out. And see, we are the that's reason why. why it there got you canceled. go. We are that's the one. Why. We are, see. We are the difference makers here. If we don't watch it, they don't renew it. <laughs> that's how this goes. We are the Nelson fa- Nielsen family. Um, yes, we are. So. I was gonna say I was too busy. Actually, I've been watching Tekken, the new Tekken cartoon anime oh, on Netflix. How, how is it? It's good. Bloodlines called Tekken Bloodlines. I've only got uh, short into the first episode before I switched to a different show. That oops, that made me not sleep. Well, um, that, just, that just tells me everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I didn't want it was late, so I didn't want to uh, okay. get it in case I fell asleep. But I wanted got, to watch. If you got into it, you would have stayed awake. So you watched something else that you. Got no, into no, and no, awake. no. Okay, no, no. I was gonna watch it, but I was getting ready. Like I was <laughs> dozing off, so I'm like, you know what? Let me watch this like in the morning or something. But at the same when I go, I can't go to sleep with no no. I need background noise. Yeah. I'm a child, so I was gonna throw this. I was gonna throw this other show on that was gonna make me fall asleep, and then Netflix would stop playing it. But then I got just enthralled into it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I gotta stay up. I gotta see how this bad person is brought down and um yeah you know three hours later i was you know finally going to bed at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> but the tekken cartoon so far started off great yeah, so <laughs> only you larry only so... you. well anyway you know farewell resident evil we're sorry you only got one season we're also <laughs> sorry we didn't watch you and support you <laughs> <laughs> but oh well <laughs> oh moving on um this is a this is a very interesting story that broke this week okay. because um i read one thing one day and then something else another so apparently uh i think it was on thursday of last week i think it was on thursday of last mm-hmm. week i saw this article i actually sent it to you and jack and rich that, oh yes, um, yes that um ea there was a not so much a rumor but like there was a notice going around that ea was being purchased by amazon Yes. And once the news broke about that, that the, that the, and not only that, that they were going to announce the purchase that day mm-hmm. was the was what was being said. And EA stock jumped up at the news. That oh, did it? I didn't realize that. Like okay. that. Yep. So so everybody was kind of getting all behind this and jumping on it. Uh, but then news came out where <laughs> um, I think it was Amazon that came out and said, I don't remember if it was Amazon or EA. One of them I came think... out and one of them oh, came man. out and said, "No, we are not being purchased, or we are not purchasing EA," and the stock went back down. But um, but there's something weird, yeah. So like, you telling me that the internet might not might not have told the truth? The internet might have lied to us. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe and, that. And 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 I'm shocked and stunned. I'm and, appalled. And, and, and quite frankly, as a as a as a parent, 
I am disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. Um, Granted, I am a parent of two cats. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a parent that I don't know what's going on in my life. Um, so I know, you, I are saw, always, you are always the child. I am the child, <laughs> yes. Um, so I saw both reports. I think CNBC reported the CNBC or, reported that it that was they not. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I went on to, um, I wouldn't say it was an argument, but I was on Twitter and um, oh no, which no, celebrity no, did you fight with? Wasn't a celebrity, wasn't a celebrity, so it was which, more dangerous, actually. Which newscaster, honestly? Um, no, they were just talking about it, and like, I think someone wrote, like, oh, you know, this is what you get, like, or, or if, if this if this is true, I wish it was being sold to a company who uh actually deals with video games because Amazon is Amazon, right? And then I just wrote, I mean, it really didn't get into an argument, but like, you, you never know on the internet how things go, right. And I just simply wrote, I'm like, well, even though Amazon's not in the gaming uh, community, they have Luna. So even though they don't have history with gaming, it would have been smart on Amazon's part to buy EA to, to pump, you know, to, to back to start, their to own system. Yeah, to start. Yeah. Which, look, look, it's it's the way things are going. Thursday Night Football is now on Amazon Prime. Like, yeah. you're going to, we got to pay for stuff nowadays. Yeah. It's how it goes. It's, well, that's like that the news I took. That's that, that news I said last week about the Empower Group buying limited yeah. run games. Yeah, and, exactly. And so, um, yeah, and all these other I, companies. I, th I think it would have been a smart move on Amazon uh, part, even though they don't have any gaming history. Right. I mean, neither did Google. Look, I'm not saying Stadia is taking over the world, but Stadia is still around. And again, I would probably, if I didn't already have the Xbox and the PlayStation, I would totally have a Stadia. Again, just you know, there's nothing to it. Literally, did, there's no you machine. You did have a stadium. No, no, I know what I'm saying. Did you is throw it out. No, I can't physically throw it out because there's no system. <laughs> I still have the controller. <laughs> did, you call, did you call them and ask them to send you a system to throw out? <laughs> no, actually, I still have the Chromecast Ultra. Actually, oh, I used okay. it for a party recently. But okay. um, no, but I'm just saying, like, I, I that would have appealed to me. Like, if I was going to college yeah. now, I totally would have a stadium or okay. a Luna at this point. So anyway, bottom line, I think it would have been smart for Amazon to buy it. To help them back Luna, because EA would not have been exclusive to mm. Luna. Like, if I don't know where they're at, if Xbox is still buying Activision or whatever, um, but Activision or Claim, I forgot which one. Uh, uh, I, I thought Activision. it was. I thought it was Activision, the trouble yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Activision. So or Nintendo. So um, you know, <laughs> but if you know, if Xbox does that with Activision, like I don't think the games are going to go exclusive. Some might, right. but I don't think it's going to go exclusive to Xbox. Mm -hmm. But so I think it would have been a smart move. But again, you know, it's the Internet being the Internet. That's why I until it's like finalized, I don't trust anything that the Internet says. No. And that's absolutely fair. So. Totally get that. Um, all right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, as uh, this week unfolds. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, we may see we may see some updates on that. Um, and then the last bit of news I have again, it was a bit of a slow uh, yeah. news week and nothing, not a lot of retro. Um, this was interesting. Sony okay. recently announced that because of the trying financial times that we're in with development and chip shortages and all mm -hmm. these issues due to the pandemic and all this stuff, that they have no choice but to raise the price of the PlayStation 5 in certain regions. That didn't take long. Yeah. Um, so they are increasing the price of the PlayStation 5 outside of the U.S. The U.S. price is not affected. But in other areas of the world, 
um, Sony is raising the price of the PS5. So not only is the PS5 hard to get a hold of now, <laughs> like it's already been hard enough for people to get a hold of a PS5. Tell me about it. Now they're making it. Now they're making it more expensive. Which in is certain, in, in certain areas. yeah. Which is funny because I remember when I bought a PS3, I bought a PS3 like a month after release, and literally five days later, yep, they dropped the price like by like yep. two hundred or three hundred dollars yep. so where sony usually is going the other way it's very funny to hear them now you know saying that they're increasing the pricing which again yes is happening pretty much almost everywhere um but uh, i won't lie i'm very happy it's not going up here because if it does eventually become available um i would still like to get one um i'd have to build a new wing in my apartment though because it's so big right. um but uh still nevertheless uh, a little odd uh to hear that but We'll see what's going on. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. trends will change and they can drop the price again. Yeah. So. Well, what's funny about this is that after Sony announced it, both Microsoft and Nintendo oh, yeah. <laughs> um, came out and said, do not worry. We're not changing our prices. <laughs> Fear not, not, citizens. Yes. We are not Sony. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, they came out to just, yeah, just reassure everybody. If you want to buy a console, a new, you know, a current generation yeah. console, only Sony is, honestly, I'll say it flat out. Only Sony is stupid enough to raise the price. I, I don't think this is a good move on their part at all. Um, I, I, I don't. I'd like to think that it, it's not a effort to just be like, hey, let's make more money. Just feel like you know, it just yeah. might. I'd like to think it's a look. We have no look. They're a business. They're there to make money. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's something that they had to do. Yeah. Um, but but I, I will say, I think they're going to backtrack on it. I think there'll be I think there'll be yeah, enough yeah. backlash that they'll have to backtrack on it. We shall see. So, so very interesting though. Yep. Um, and that's really all I've got this week. All right. So well, you know what? Let's now. let's call it because uh, my air conditioner is off and I'm going to pass out. So yeah, uh, I've I've noticed. <laughs> what is that? Am I getting shiny? Is that the problem? <laughs> yes, I am getting a little shiny. I know. <laughs> no, but parts of your shirt are getting darker. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. I know. Yeah. This is terrible. Good you lord. Just leave your AC on. I know I could have, but I thought it would make a lot of noise. Uh, you should have seen me at the at the expo. Good Lord. Uh, uh, all right, before I embarrass myself even more, Ant, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us where we talked about it in the mid-segment. Yes, mid just just um, minutes ago. Yeah, just minutes ago, you can uh, find us there. I won't rehash it, but what I will tell you guys, I will remind everybody, is to please like and subscribe yes. and leave us, leave us a cool review or Absolutely. a positive review. Um, it, it definitely helps us. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. Um, and it also helps other people find us. So if you do like us, we do want other people to reach out and find us as well. So leave us a good review. And then just as a bit of a precursor to uh, next week, Larry, we actually already kind of have a topic for next week. So I thought we would just drop that here on the end of the episode. What? Yeah. What? It's like, so next week, um, as, uh, as most people know, by the time you hear this, Gamescon 2022 mm -hmm. will have wrapped up. Uh, unfortunately, we're recording while Gamescon is still going on, so we didn't want to do a recap of a show while it's still happening. So next week, we will do a, a recap of Gamescon 2022. Sweet, sounds and good. We've already heard we've already heard quite a few awesome things about it. We can't wait to talk about ba, 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 them. Da, 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 ba, so, cannot wait. Yeah, so we'll do All that right. next week. Well, with that, uh, clearly now I have to take a shower. So, uh, Ant, have a wonderful week. You have a wonderful week as well. And we'll catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.